Hello and welcome to True North EV. Today I'm here with a very special guest, uh, the sustainability architect and CEO of Carbon Plunk, Kent Rathwell. He's done a lot of stuff uh, that we'll get into and uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Hello and welcome to True North EV, Kent. How are you? Um, I'm very good, thank you, James. So, Kent, uh, for those that don't know you, can you just quickly introduce yourself? Sure, I'm um, uh, Kent Rathwell, um, uh, founder and uh, president of Sun Country Highway, um, and um, and now uh, leading the uh, the Carbon Plunk uh, initiative. Awesome. Uh, just so quickly, get things started. What was the first electric vehicle you had, and uh, I guess what what do you like about it? <laughs> well, that was the Tesla Roadster. Um, what I liked about it was it was faster and sexier than virtually any other car on the planet, and um, and we uh, allowed it to travel the entire continent uh, along the entire Trans Canada, the widest part of the continent, uh, with zero tailpipe emissions and for free almost a decade ago. Now, you say that you traveled all of Canada. Can you quickly explain, and for free, uh, explain how you did that? <laughs> well, ultimately, I was down at, um, down at Tesla uh, in California um, when their showroom and shop was all sort of one, one little place. And, um, and, uh, back drove, in the beginning. Drove, yeah, yeah, back in the very beginning. Um, and, uh, and took the Tesla Roadster for a test drive. And it was absolutely incredible. So when I came back, um, I was talking to the rep there and said, so where do you charge these things? And he had said, well, at home. And I said, well, what do you mean? You're like, you have no places to, to charge these things? Like, yeah, you guys don't, didn't build an infrastructure, a place where you could travel? And he said, no. And he goes, we're just trying to survive. We're trying to sell our inventory to survive. And um, so it was just like, wow, that's like creating a gas car without gas stations uh, uh i said you guys are gonna be, you guys are dead <laughs> so you know somebody's got, you got to do this right you got to do it this car is too awesome to die and and uh you know when i realized that they weren't they he was serious that there's just they weren't doing it um you know i took about a half an hour walk around the, the facility and the garage and stuff and and uh, came back and i said all right show me show me what a charging station looks like how do you plug it in uh, and i'll go out and I'll try to tell the world to learn about you guys because at that point hardly anyone knew about Tesla right like um, you know yeah. I found it in a little uh, a little uh, what do we add thumbprint ad type thing in uh, popular science or popular mechanics magazine like it was very um, you know and uh, not not a ton, not ton of people around the world read read that right so um, uh, or would have made paid much attention to it. So yeah. but the only reason I paid attention to it was I wanted to travel back and forth to um, our, uh, our one factory, our one uh, pet food company or wild bird food company that uh, we had created it as the first uh, company of its kind in the world to be completely carbon neutral way over a decade ago. And uh, then did a whole zero emission value chain to prove that you could virtually grow it power the farm equipment with bio oil, which we had produced um, a lot of every single day. Um, and then uh, our highway fleets that we could, um, you know, um, power. And then uh, processing plant, the manufacturing plant, and, and uh, that you could basically do the whole zero emission value chain uh, and you could produce food that way. So that proved that food value chains could basically be carbon neutral. So the idea was to, you know, buy an electric car that I could drive back and forth to work. So the Tesla Roadster was a little bit extreme, but there really wasn't much out there and you really couldn't get anything in Canada. Well, and um, yeah, so back then it was basically a Nissan Leaf, if that. Mm. If that, or yeah, that would that. have been predating the Leaf, even yeah, it was very difficult. Like we 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 got our first uh, Chevy Volt out of the states, and and uh, our first uh, you know the Tesla Roadster out of the states, and you just yeah. couldn't really get anything up here, right? So um, yeah, so ultimately that's what brought me down to Tesla was so that I could travel back and forth and commute on 100% renewable energy. And uh, when I realized that they weren't putting an infrastructure in, and that hardly anybody knew them around the world. Then it was like, okay, some people have to find out about this car, about this company, so they can invest in the company, buy their stock, 
um, put deposits down for a future vehicle that they wanted to build, which is just a vision at that point, and um, and uh, and make sure that the electric car could survive. Because the one thing about electric cars in the last 120 plus years is nobody really put an infrastructure so they could travel. So yeah. why would anyone buy one, right? So, um, yeah. Um, you know, you know, it goes back to the horse and buggy days. If if they didn't put in gas stations, there wouldn't be gas cars. Yeah. It's really quite simple. You know, people needed to travel and the EV was no different. So it's just surprising that no one in over a century had really figured out what the common denominator of all the auto, uh, small auto companies that created electric vehicles that you needed to build an infrastructure for them to survive. So, um, so that's really what we did. We, we decided to um figure out the industry determine what would be the best way to set a standard for the electric vehicle which was not the standard that the automakers and the electrical associations had agreed to which was a 32 amp continuous charging station or 40 amp charger uh which would have took forever to charge these vehicles on long distance travel so we created a 100 amp charger with a j1772 plug that everybody could charge on every vehicle including you know teslas because they had an adapter for a j1772 and um and um you know, electrify the longest uh, highway in the world, proving that if the longest highway in the world has charging stations along the entire length of it, if you can travel the entire distance in a electric car and for free, then, you know, every other highway in the world is possible, road and freeway as well. So that's really what it was all about. And when you tie in free, uh, you tie in economics and, and people just can't argue economics. It's, yeah. it's, it's very basic math. Now, now uh, from there, you, uh, you've expanded to, do you know how many chargers you even have out now? Uh, no, it's funny. I used to know every single <laughs> charger in the world, you know, including in, in, you know, throughout the Caribbean and, and uh, North America and into, you know, Norway, et cetera, right? And, um, and yeah, it was, really, it was really sort of cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's even cooler now. Um, you know, driving along somewhere and pulling up and seeing a, seeing one of our chargers there and not knowing anything about it, not knowing how it <laughs> got there, you know, nothing at all. And, and it's, it's really special. It was special, you know, it was special in the first days when we put our first charger in and, and, uh, and it's even more special now. Um, but uh, like when, when I launched on Country Highway, the plan wasn't to, you know, create an electric vehicle uh, charging company. It was just basically to electrify the TransCanada and uh, do it in a year um, and uh, travel it in a car that was faster and sexier than virtually everybody else's car in the world uh, with no tailpipe emissions and for free um, to allow electric vehicles to have traveled for the first time in history uh, to put a lot of focus on Tesla uh, globally, get lots of media, which the media was awesome. And, um, and, and it spread around the world and, and, you know, all different types of languages and scripts. Like we couldn't even read, read the stories that the media uh, uh, spread around the world. Um, so it was really cool. And, uh, you know, we really did put a ton of focus on Tesla um, and did a lot of auto shows with the Tesla to show this car off. And because Tesla couldn't afford the auto shows. Right. So yeah, uh, yeah. they were just trying to survive. And um, and so really, you know, the whole point of it was to um, do whatever we could to save Tesla, um, including cashing out on every front I could and, and um, focusing on this initiative and taking my focus off my other businesses, which uh, obviously you're not told to do that in, in business school, um, you know, to then give away, you know, um, uh, millions of dollars in free chargers uh, with no revenue model, right? No business model other than, yeah. you know, inspiring people and empowering them to uh, believe that zero emission transportation was possible and that you could travel for free. And, uh, and if we could do that, then we proved that, Zero emission manufacturing is possible, zero emission processing, zero emission value chains, zero emission travel. And at the same time, you can save money, save the planet, and save society in the process. So that's really what And you've received doing. multiple awards from this. Uh, I'm just looking at a quick list of some of them Best Automotive Solutions of 2013. Yeah. That's... Uh, so that would have been your first year uh, going with this, or would you just yeah, looking right. at another? Yeah, yeah that's first right. year? Wait. Yeah, we electrified the Trans Canada in uh, in eight months and drove it in the ninth month, right from St. John's, Newfoundland, all the way to Victoria, BC. So not coast to coast, but it was beyond coast to coast. Yeah, and then and then we drove it in the ninth month uh, to prove that 
an electric car could travel in the middle of a Canadian winter, which is one of the coldest in the world, uh, in a car that was faster and sexier than most, uh, with no tailpipe emissions, um, uh, and for free. Um, so it pretty much shattered. And I guess that's when you got your car. Guinness World Record there. Yes, that's right. Yep. So that's the twelve thousand one hundred sixty-three point four two kilometers, just to be specific for the Guinness <laughs> World Record. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know when they called me on the 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 um, the first award uh, world award there, um, it was it was funny because I, I know exactly where I was traveling. I was crossing, you know, um, uh, into Quebec from Ontario and on a country road uh, in the car and. And uh, this, you know, guy with an accent from Britain called and and um, said, hey, you know, we just wanted to touch base with you because, uh, you know, you're on the short list of winning the world's best automotive solution of, of 2013. So we did it in 2012. Right. So and I laughed and I didn't know who put him up to it, but uh, took, <laughs> probably took him 15 or 20 minutes to convince me that he, he was, you know, legit. And um, so it was just really funny, right? But uh, ultimately, yeah, so we ended up winning that. So we won the world's best automotive solution in 2013. And uh, that was for the initiative done in 2012. But by 2013, we had, we were, our goal was to electrify virtually every highway in Canada, every road, every freeway, um, every cow path, you know, to prove that uh, it could be possible. And then that way, if Tesla didn't make it, um, then somebody around the world would say, hey, you know, uh, I'd like to build an electric car. Maybe we should do it in Canada because you can tr the infrastructure is in place all over the whole country and you can travel for free. So odds of us being successful with making this car would, would be good. So then they would probably come to Canada and, and do that. So that was my backup plan if Tesla didn't make it because if Tesla didn't make it, none of the automakers in North America would have, would have maintained um, their direction at that point. They just didn't have support from their shareholders or from their employees or from the media or the general public at large, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Now, this greenest transportation and manufacturing company of 2016, did, is it combined both transportation and manufacturing because you guys had the chargers and the sun country farms organics was that yeah, how well, you did it or is it no it was just the category so it was okay. really it was really about um you know transportation the world's longest green highway project um it was really about that even though we've also proved that zermish manufacturing and value chains could exist and um you know the first in in um well probably the world um, uh, on that front, but uh, no, that was a you know that was uh, completely uh, based upon the transportation side. It was just a category that included transportation and manufacturing. Ironically, oh, okay, because yeah. <laughs> both work for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and Canada's top green projects, twenty eighteen. That again for Sun Country or the organics? Yeah, so that was uh, a carbon neutral fertilizer. So fertilizer plants okay. are a massive uh, carbon emitter uh, in the world. And uh, part of that was to prove that fertilizer plants could be carbon neutral, uh, which we did. Uh, on top of that, um, you know, the fact that you can uh, then um, help green the, the egg sector um, by, you know, by, by reducing their carbon emissions, by reducing the emissions from, from the fertilizer. So uh, actually, that, that will tie in um, uh, to carbon negative uh, fertilizer production um, in, um, in 2021. With carbon plunk. Well, so you're going from just being carbon neutral in transportation and manufacturing wasn't good enough for Kent. Kent would like to do one better to do what others say cannot be done. But you have shown already that obviously with the chargers, what they say can't be done, you're willing to take on and Show them that how to do it, essentially. Yeah, well, the whole goal, the whole goal, um, you know, and this goes back 30 years, right? Um, when I was studying civil engineering, I had an epiphany realizing, holy mackerel, you know, like the way we designed uh, infrastructure, cities, roads, freeways, buildings, et cetera, sewers, um, uh, power generation, um, transportation, none of it was economically, socially, or environmentally sustainable. Um, not, not one of those, but all three. And, and, and to... Um, to make a point here is there is no sustainability if you only focus on one. You need to have yeah. a full, a balanced sustainability solution, which saves people money, saves the environment and builds a better society. If you have one of those, it won't work because 
you know, you focus on the environment and, and that's what, you know, the environmental movement has worked on for decades. And it hasn't been successful because, um, you know, they didn't really tie in the balance of economics. So, you know, it made going green more expensive and it made going green um, divisive with, um, with uh, corporations uh, that, that, or industry that, uh, that they were trying to convince to, to, to go environmentally friendly. So by, by putting your, your, your feet in somebody else's shoes, uh, you can actually see it from their perspective. And, 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 and once we do that, once we uh, you know, look at every problem with a, how do we solve it, which will make society better, reduce emissions and, uh, and help the species of the world um, uh, by helping to you know, deal with the environment side and combat climate change, um, you know, we don't, we, if, unless we have a solution that, that incorporates all three of those, it's not, an, it's not a sustainable solution, period. So you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out how do we save people money, save the environment, and save society and make it way better in the process. Um, mentally, you know, mental health-wise, physical health-wise, um, you know, um, it's really got to be completely focused on those three. And if it's not, it's not sustainable. Now, is there, knowing all the achievements you have done in the past, is there something that you're working on then currently that it has essentially taken it back to the drawing board that you would uh, like to share with us? Sure. Uh, well, ultimately, we need, uh, you know, going back 30 years, I realized we needed to prove that everything could be uh, sustainable, economically, socially, environmentally. Um, uh, to do that, it needed to be carbon neutral. And uh, uh, because at that point, I knew where climate change was, you know, where it was headed to. And uh, climate change will create a massive amount of other issues that uh, we don't even want to discuss that, I, I, you know, that will, that will create probably the worst type of situation in, in global history. So we don't want to go there. We can't cross that line. We need to solve climate change. And to do that, you know, I figured, well, if we could create carbon neutral manufacturing and, and farming and transportation and travel, um, uh, like tourism and living and cities and food, um, then, then we would have a chance at, to, to solve climate change and to avoid all the problems that that will take us into, which uh, no one wants to live through. So, um, uh, however, um, because a lot of us have focused on governments and corporations and industries, uh, to solve the problem, um, we're, 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 we're very basically in a worse situation than what we were before, uh, carbon emission wise uh, in the atmosphere. And uh, like we're losing, um, you know, um, potentially up to 150 species, uh, plants and animal species every single day going extinct. And that's because we haven't tackled the problem. Um, but we expected corporations and governments to be able to do it. And, and they can't, their structure just doesn't allow it. And, and I've worked with, you know, hundreds and thousands, depending on, you know, what category you want to get into. And yeah. they just, they just can't do it because it takes way too long to make a decision. Uh, they have to put it up the, you know, uh, up the corporate ladder or up the government ladder. And uh, if it doesn't have shareholder or, um, you know, taxpayer support, it's not probably going to happen because corporations need to focus on their corporate profits to survive and governments need to you know focus on uh, voter support to survive and um and 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 going green was always more expensive so the formula yeah. for disaster was perfect and that's really what we have today um and we've got some amazing people working incredibly hard for decades and um and we just are not going to solve climate change if we rely 100% on governments or corporations, or actually if we rely on them at all, um, because they simply can't do it. However, the individuals in those corporations and governments are just people like us, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and the people, people need to support their families and put food on the table, and they're all in different sectors, and it's very divisive, um, um, industry-wise or corporately-wise, or climate change is divisive and politics are divisive right now. And, and, and it's because we're getting to a point where, you know, this global scientists have said, we only have a few years left. And to the point where, you know, um, uh, a, a really famous person by the name of Greta um, has started boycotting school because what's the point of going to school if there's no future? And, you know, yeah. it, and, and, and even that's been a bit divisive because um, people either love her or they don't. But at the end of the day, um, um, 
you know, if, if there's no solution to climate change, um, what, what are we all fighting for? We might as well just go to the beach and hang out. Like, really? Uh, especially if as it warms up before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, so that's really why uh, the latest launch is Carbon Plunk. And uh, Carbon Plunk uh, is designed to allow individuals from all different backgrounds, from all different countries, education classes and economic classes, um, you know, to, um, to be able to um, partake in the solution um, to save the world, to save us, to save the other species around the world. Uh, you know, there's millions of species that, that will trend towards extinction with climate change. Um, you know, the animals are moving uh, away from the equators and, um, and we're starting to see it a little bit with the people as well and the, and the issues that yeah. that's caused in Europe and even, you know, even in uh, Central America migrating up into the United States. So, um, you know, if we look at those situations and, and see how bad it was, it doesn't hold a candle to what's going to happen in the future if we don't deal with climate change. And so the truth has to come out. And the truth is corporations and governments can't do it. They're, they're not, they just, they simply can't because- They're not set up to. No, it's too difficult. It takes way too long, you know? And, and I'll give you an example. We electrified the entire Trans-Canada Highway, the longest highway in the entire world with EV charging stations, when there was hardly any electric vehicles in Canada. And most of those people that put in the charging stations that we gave away to them, um, you know, they didn't even know of an electric car or have never seen an electric car. They did it because they believed in the vision. And if someone was going to give them something worth thousands of dollars for free, you know, that they would buy into this vision, not because they believed it was going to be successful, but because they thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And people from all different backgrounds, longtime Canadians and immigrants, you know, different religions, different, um, economic circumstances and education levels. These people who didn't know one another came together, unified, did the right thing and magically changed the world. Because for the first time in history, electric vehicles could travel long distances uh, and across the nation and an entire continent with no tailpipe emissions and for free. And, and people, and this happened because a few people did the right thing even though they didn't really totally believe that an electric vehicle would show up. And they did it knowing that their spouse or their, or their staff or their bosses or their shareholders or their golf buddies would be criticizing and ridiculing them like crazy. And they still did it. You know, they yep. did it because it was the right thing to do. They did it for their kids. They did it because, you know, somebody needed to do something. And even though they didn't know one another, right? And that's really the magic of what this was all about. You know, the world's longest green highway project was that it showed that individuals from across the nation without any government funding, um, you know, would come together and, and unite doing the right thing. And they totally changed the world. And, and less than a decade away, you know, after that, you know, people are saying electric cars are taking over the world. Like it's only going to be electric vehicles. And that's spun off from electric cars to electric, you know, trucks and, and, and boats and planes and, and you name it. Right. And yeah, the original goal in trying to save Tesla to, to do whatever I could to do it. And, um, you know, and that meant, you know, even t- selling all my Tesla stock to fund the charging stations and getting them out there and giving it all away for free. Um, you know, um, you know, even though I don't have Tesla stock today, you know, which would be worth a lot, of, a, a tremendous amount of zeros, but, but it could also be worth completely zero because I did it because yep. I wanted to, I didn't think they were going to survive. And, um, and so that's really why I did it. And then you look at all these other people out there that didn't even meet me, uh, a lot of them, and they still did the right thing. And that's really proof that average people from all different backgrounds, from you know all different regions and cultures can come together under a common movement and change the world quickly and that's exactly what carbon plunk is based upon but it's based upon um and you know uh, empowering people from around the world to be able to uh, contribute and be part of something whether it's a dollar or a million dollars it doesn't matter but it allows you know parents um you know uh, wives and, and mothers and fathers to sit down with their kids. And, and even if they forego a bottle of Coke or a McDonald's Happy Meal in their country, right? 
um, yeah. you know, uh, they'll waste money uh, on, on silly things. But yet when it comes to changing the world, um, they could do it with a lot less and prove that it's possible and be part of that. And, you know, every morning flip open their phone or their computer and see what they've done with carbon or with uh, yeah, carbon plunk, right? Uh, because for the rest of their lives, every day, they will be able to see something happening around the world that they're part of. And their kids will be able to say, you know, uh, my parents are, you know, we're doing something or my family's doing something. Every single day, we can see what we've done. Meanwhile, you know, they threw a dollar in 20 years prior to that, right? But the well, idea so that small if, dollar amount add up to a big change when yeah, we all do it. It is. It is. Like if... Uh, if everybody on the planet contributed a dollar, you know, it's $8 billion. Is it enough to solve the world? Nope. But it sure tells governments and corporations around the world that a lot of people who buy things and who vote them in as governments yeah. um, would be very supportive uh, if they headed down the right road. And, uh, and it gives them a clear green light that that's okay to do it. Because in today's world, it's very divisive and, and there's no green lights anywhere. And if the average individual comes together um, with other individuals around the world under a common theme and a common mission to not only carbon neutral everything, but actually carbon plunk it, which means way beyond just carbon negative, because carbon plunk is about uh, pulling out more carbon out of the atmosphere than we're putting in, because carbon neutral is not enough. And, uh, and also trying to save those species that are out there that are going extinct because of our actions of the past and some, you know, natural carbon going into the atmosphere. So, you know, whether it's natural or not, or human made, you know, climate change, either we solve it or we don't, either we are part of the problem or we're part of the solution. Well, to be part of the solution, it can, it can cost you as little bit, as little as a dollar. But when the children, you know, and kids see their parents, you know, uh, looking at what Carmen Plunk and what they are part of and what they did yesterday, even though it happened around the world, you know, they feel as though they're, they're part of changing the world. And that's really what Carmen Plunk is about. It's about inspiring uh, all generations, all genders, all backgrounds, and allowing them to all know that either they are part of the problem or they're part of the solution. And to be part of the solution, it can be as little as a dollar contribution, right? Uh, to yeah. this to this movement and 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 at that point you know if you if you've been if if whether you live you know whether you live you know eight months or 80 years you know to be able to look at your iphone or your other phone or your computer or whatever we're going to be looking at in a few years right uh, as technology develops but to be able to uh, see that something has changed on the planet um, whether it's for the first time in history or it's part of a sea of change within that sector, that industry. But to be able to see change every single day, um, you know, I think we will hopefully allow people to, to come to the end of their lives and be happy about what they've accomplished, happy about the fact that, you know, um, they're content that they tried they didn't, and, and they don't have the regrets that um, a lot of us do at that time of our lives. And, and, and hopefully we don't have the fear. So ultimately, if we can if we can allow people to be content um, in their last moments and feel as though they truly changed the world and to potentially die with a smile on their face, I don't know what else yeah. you could do to to um, to you know that would be a greater for um, greater for you know the human species really. And just so I guess there's clarity, how, how does carbon plunk actually remove? the carbon that's emitted from either producing the electricity uh, for our EVs or, you know, producing the, or, or reducing the carbon from our natural gas heater and all that. How, how, how does carbon plunk, uh, I guess, tie into that? Uh, yeah. Right. Well, you know, I think, uh, first of all, I'll start with uh, too many of us want to know all the details in every single thing about, uh, you know, how we can, you know, every angle about how solar works, electric cars work, power generation, yeah. you know, pipelines. And, and you know, we're, our, our lives are already so um, um, complex. Our minds are way too full and our life is, is, is way too fast. And, and we're, there's too much data there, right? So, so the angle is, is quite simple. We create a model 
whereby people can tangibly see what carbon looks like, number one. Because no one really knows what a ton yeah. of carbon looks like, right? Yeah, and, and you get the people that, you know, uh, while well, I drive electrics or I, there's still all that carbon that we produce or use that we don't think of even in our normal day-to-day functions. Oh, totally. Yeah, there's, there's some amazing people that have, uh, that have really committed and, and, and committed when, when it was really expensive, like solar technology or wind technology or electric vehicles or, um, you know, you name it, right? They came in early, the early adopters. They're incredibly passionate about the sector that they're in. Um, but they looked at it going, hey, if somebody doesn't do something, nothing's going to start, right? So they're willing to do that and, and, and put their money and their, their, their financial future on the line um, and not have the luxuries uh, because they were, you know, um, paying, paying a, uh, a lot more money for something that would come down in price. And, and, and all the green technologies do come down in price as adoption grows. So, um, but ultimately, you know, what Carbon Plunk does is it allows people to see what a ton of carbon looks like. It allows them to see how many tons of that they're putting in the atmosphere every year. It allows them to know that it doesn't matter what um, sector of their life, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, they're they're looking at, we can carbon plunk it, you know, Um, and we can carbon plunk a coal fired power plant, right? Now, to do that, it's very simple. It's taking out more carbon that's going in the at- than what's going in the atmosphere. Um, now, to go deeper than that, it can go very deep and, and, and very complex to, to carbon <laughs> plant a coal power plant compared to, you know, a large solar array, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's about creativity and it's about, it's about uh, linking. And it's a multifaceted factors. approach. It's not this one solution is going to solve all the issues. It's. Here's one yeah, little not part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's definitely not linear, you know. So, um, um, but, you know, we need to keep it as simple as possible so people don't have to stress about it, don't have to focus too much on it. However, they can actually see it and they can actually go visit the place where the carbon uh, is being, uh, you know, centralized, where the, where the uh, carbon plunk points around the world. Uh, the data from those are funneled into a carbon plunk park, which is uh, in a city near them. And uh, they can go there and look at that data. They can look at a ton of carbon, see what it is. They can, they can um, uh, see the trees being planted um, and the biodiversity uh, um, uh, coming out of that as well um, with, uh, to support the other species that are in, in, in freefall. Uh, wild yeah. birds, bats, bees, butterflies, um, you know, it, they're all in trouble. And um, if we have enough carbon parks, we have enough places where they can actually feed and and, 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 uh, and live and, and breed and migrate to and from um, and, and try to increase their, their numbers um, while we're also solving climate change. And that's the magic of carbon plunk is the fact that it's not just going carbon neutral, it's going carbon negative and going beyond carbon negative, beyond climate yeah. positive. It's taking in way more than just the climate. It's allowing us to save money, save the environment, make society better, and save potentially millions of species around the world. And, um, you know, I, um, you know, there's lots of different religions out there, but ultimately, um, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't imagine a God that people would, would, um, would, um, uh, look up to who wouldn't really, um, be, 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 look very kindly upon them actually saving the world and, and saving the species of the world, uh, rather than destroying them. Uh, I know I, I, I know I wouldn't want to face a God um, 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 or my God with, uh, you know, yeah, I sort of nuked the whole place, but, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I may still get in, right? Yeah, you know, it's just one of those where it's like, um, uh, no, you know, knowing that I didn't do anything uh, when it could have, you know, when I could have maybe prevented it for as little as a dollar, right? Yeah. So that's really yeah. what, what Carbon Plunk does. It empowers individuals around the world to come together under a common mission, uh, which doesn't blame governments or industries, but actually op- gives them a door so they can solve their climate change issues. But they can't do it unless we do it because they don't have the number. They need the numbers. They need the numbers. That, they need the percentage of consumers that support it yeah. because that's their customers. And they need the pre- a high percentage of voters who support it because that's their voters. And, um, you know, we have a lot of divis- division within the, the, the parties in Canada. Um, you, know, the, yes. uh, you know, they all sort of believe in certain sectors. The Green Party believes in, in, in the environment and has been criticized for not focusing on the economics so much. The NDP are more focused on 
social issues um, and, and not as much maybe on the economics and maybe on the, on the green side. And, and the liberals are in the center and the conservatives are known for, and I'm not saying this is what they're known for, or this is not what they are, I'm just saying what, what these parties are typically known for in generalities is the conservatives are focusing on economics and not so much yeah. on the environment, even though their name is conservative, like conservation. Um, but you know, um, it's just the way that things have evolved in the last few decades. It's not right or wrong, it's just the way it's evolved. No one's really to blame on it. Um, and what Carbon Plunk allows um, people to do is head down a road where they can save, save the environment, save society, save money. And uh, every single political party will follow this direction um, because uh, who doesn't want to save money? And if you can save society and the environment and the process and other species, cool. You know, that's just phenomenal. And, and that's the nice part about it is it ties into kind of each of the political parties, whether it's... Uh, on the conservative side with more economics showing that it's much better or going to the environmental side. It's, it's a win, 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 essentially. They all win. All the political yeah. parties win. And, um, and as more people uh, support uh, a certain direction, uh, such as say carbon plunk, um, more parties will adopt those, those uh, philosophies um, in the, in their, in their policies. And um and we'll all unite down the road um, in, in, in the near future, hopefully, uh, not just nationally, but globally, and we'll be more united. Uh, there'll be less division, less conflict, um, you know, less stress, um, knowing that we actually have climate change under control. Uh, we have our species at risk um, um, under control, and, um, and we're actually leaving a, a better place for us to, to retire or, or um, you know, allow our, our children to to have a better future and their children. Yeah. Right. There's lots of people around the world not having kids now because they just don't want their kids to be exposed to what they see could be happening in the future. And um, and you can't blame them. No, it's it's not looking positive right now. Right. Um, but and that's really looking... what the carbon park uh, plunk is all about. It's the you know to look at the future very very um, um, uh, in an inspiring and empowering way to unite people to eliminate the conflict, but uh, allow them to have fun and save money in the process. Yeah. Right, like it's really to disrupt everything about climate change today um, because it's not a good topic. You know, you bring up you know carbon taxes or um, um, carbon credits and all this other stuff and. And it's very divisive and, uh, and it doesn't yeah. need to be. The reason it is, is because there's people panicking and they're starting to get more concerned about it and they're coming out more aggressive. And that, that aggression will continue going forward. We can disrupt that with carbon plunk. So the parks, there's gonna be, uh, whether it's in the city or out in the country, there's gonna be essentially a screen to show uh, the carbon and its impact or its size or it's going to look very different depending on where it is well that. ultimately the carbon plunk parks allow people a place where they can visit where they can uh, tangibly see the carbon uh, tangibly see the amount of emissions going uh, into the atmosphere carbon uh, going into the atmosphere uh, at all the carbon plunk points around the world uh, of all different types of plunk points uh, from EV chargers to all different types of products and industries. Um, and, uh, and then, and then, um, and seeing the process, how we're capturing that out of the atmosphere and how we're sequestering it into the grounds uh, ground for, uh, you know, up to thousands of years um, with, uh, with, uh, um, uh, you know, the technology and the concept that goes back, um, back to um, the, um, you know, the indigenous in, in Central and South America, right? So um, yeah. the, the products are uh, considered to be like biochar. So where, you, where, it's, uh, where it actually adds to the soil and, and, and absorbs you know, moisture and, and, and helps build the ecosystem of microbes, uh, which help um, plants grow. And the idea with carbon plant parks is to uh, grow um, um, trees and, and other plants um, as fast as possible and then, and then, and then carbonize the trimmings of them and uh, never allow the carbon that they've absor absorbed from the atmosphere to ever release back into the atmosphere when they, when they uh, die from insect or fire or just old age. 
um, you know, that, uh, you know, we're, we're protecting against uh, all of that. But um, if it does happen, then we, we carbonize uh, those, those plate, yeah. trees and plants. And, and, uh, and then we measure the weight of carbon that we've created it before we sequester it. And that offsets the emissions that, we, that, that we've uh, seen uh, going to the atmosphere from the carbon plant points. And we, we capture and sequester more than what's going in the atmosphere. Okay. So, so that's sort of how we're also going to get um, essentially nature back, right? Is mm -hmm. With all these trees, it gives them the shelters, the homes, essentially, uh, to come back. Mm -hmm. and, and it gives yeah. beautiful places uh, for city goers to actually go and be connected with nature again. Right. Well, even, 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 yeah, like people in, uh, you know, city or rural areas, so that it's really about uniting uh, all of us. And uh, even though we're coming from different backgrounds or different philosophies yeah. and uh, perspectives, it's about allowing them to all enjoy themselves and their families and relax and see, see the results of their action. Um, whether they contributed a dollar or a million dollars, they can actually go yeah. and actually see that that's tangible and uh, they and, and they can do it after the fact instead of asking all these questions ahead of time how does this work da, 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 and really doing nothing but uh, really wasting everybody's time uh, because we have this short deadline to solve climate change and it's not decades it's years yeah so we, we, um. we need to eliminate the debate pick a direction and go there but if you look at uh, the sustain all the sustainable technologies and how people could dream their lifestyles, you know, if 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 you do a full circle, it's 360 degrees. Well, there's 360, you know, plus different, you know, technologies or directions they could go. Um, so they get confused. They don't really know. They don't have enough time to research every single direction. So they simply just don't do much. Um, you know, a confused person doesn't really. Um, do anything right so we yeah. need to allow them to pick a direction um you know and and go there and, and the idea with carbon plunk is it allows people to head to a direction that there's been you know a lot of credible things uh implemented prior to that and yeah. um and and although they may not understand it they, they you know they 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 just have to choose whether they're going to be part of the problem or part of the solution um or pick a direction whether it's carbon plunk or another direction but uh, carbon plunk is the most aggressive and most um, diverse um, um, and what I believe will be the most um, impactful uh, climate change solution on the planet. Because if it's not, um, you know, I think we're in, you know, we're in serious trouble. And, and yeah, and that's the problem with some of these other solutions is it's, it's a great solution for XYZ area, but you move out of that area and it no longer works. Where with your guys, kind of, this isn't a one solution fits all. It's depending on the area, we got to change it up a little bit to make it work. A hundred percent, a hundred percent agreed. And we, we, and we can't really discuss all of that because, yeah. uh, you know, planting a tree is one thing, but if it's going to release the carbon back into the atmosphere again, we need to really look at, uh, tree planting practices around the world because normally it's fine, but because we have too much carbon in the atmosphere, we can't allow, you know, any more to go in there. And if we, and if we allow it, which is fine, we need to simply just pull out more than when, that when that we're adding and then we'll work it back. But this is like a time machine, right? Like you can, yeah. you can, you, you, with carbon plank, you'll be able to reverse your entire life's carbon emissions. And, you know, back to, you know, when you put your foot first footprint on the planet uh, and, and even beyond that, Right. So that's pretty empowering to know that. And, um, you know, are we going to explain it to everybody how we're going to do it? Absolutely not. Because if we would have did that to every Canadian of all those different backgrounds and all those different provinces uh, that, that, that installed the chargers because it was the right thing to do, we would still be trying to convince them today. You well, know? that's the thing. And especially with something like this, it's, well, where are you? Okay, so this may be the way we're going to go with this. But, oh, now you're like 20 kilometers outside the city. Okay, so we're going to go completely different. It's trying to explain 20 million different ways of doing it, essentially. It's, it will take mm -hmm. forever where just let us do it and it will be done. And you'll see how we're doing it then. 
Absolutely. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Because if, you know, we don't have the magic bullet for every single sector in every single region of the world, um, because uh, the way that people look at things or approach things are different in different areas around the world. So it does have to have to be customized to them. You know, you don't plant the same tree in the same, you know, um, yes. in, in all different parts of the world, because that tree could be an invasive weed species in that in that yeah. in that uh, country, right? So it's really about taking a look at the waste streams within every sector in, in every different part of the country um, and, and, and the world and trying to uh, value add those waste streams specifically and doing a customized approach in that area and implementing quickly without having to wait for governments or corporations yeah. to support the initiative. Because if, if we have to wait for them, it's not going to happen. And, and um, you know, it's just it's just not. And if it does happen, it's going to slow down so much that it won't be enough by the time it ever actually happens. Yeah, we, um, might as well, we might as well just kick our feet up and enjoy yeah. life knowing that it's not going to happen. It's, it's, it, we either do that or we do what these average Canadians did. They didn't know one another and, and uh, <laughs> they didn't even believe that they'd ever seen an electric car uh, and knew that they would be ridiculed by their family and friends and customers uh, if they had small businesses or, you know, small little towns or something. And, uh, and they still did the right thing. And, you know, th those are the types of people that Carbon Plunk's after. Because the, the others that, that um, um, won't jump onto a vision or a mission like that, um, you know, uh, will take, we'll, we'll take longer to, to, to jump on. And we simply don't have enough time to, to uh, try to answer all their questions, um, even though they're legitimate. Um, you know, uh, it's just we just don't have time right now. So we need to just find the, the uh, you know, those people that uh, want to be part of the solution um, and, uh, and just jump on board. And, uh, you know, all I can do is we, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll just continue to spend as much time and effort as we can into this because, uh, um, you know, um, I don't have too many hobbies anymore and I don't get to see my <laughs> friends and family much anymore, right? Because um, I'm looking at this going, okay, we got less than a decade uh, to really get this done. Uh, I'll take a break then, but uh, I'm not going to, um, you know, not, uh, not, not, not try and, and do whatever I can to, to, to hit that target and try to, you know, gather as many people and try to unite as many people around the world and, and give them some hope and, and, and help to inspire them and empower them because then they'll inspire and empower people around them in their neighborhoods and uh, their cities and their provinces and states and their nations and ultimately the world. So it's not that complex is, is really what Carbon Plunk's about. It's really a, just a simple system where people need to believe in something, they need to pick a direction and go. And we're just hoping to offer uh, more people uh, a direction than maybe where they're going on other fronts um, uh, first to allow them to see that it's, that it's possible. And then they'll start adopting the other, the other solutions for climate yeah. change because we can't just carbon plunk everything and, and not go green on other, on other um, uh, scenarios. We need to reduce carbon uh, in the atmosphere, but we need to be able to buy, buy us some time. And really, that's what carbon plunk is, is, is buying us some, some time. It's buying us some years. And eventually, it'll, it'll potentially solve the problem because it will unite enough people. And, and with that, um, you know, amazing things happen. Well, with this, you're, you're also showing that it's saving money. So whether it's on a farm or government overall or whatever, because of the health benefits, um, it, it also, it's the time and money saving that is visible to everybody um which exactly. is Ian, fantastic Ian, yeah yeah you totally you totally get it so um you know it's just sim simplifying things you don't really need to understand how everything's going to work you just have to pick a direction and believe and if you can you know uh, invest a buck and you can potentially save a lot more than that down the road yeah. then that's not a bad direction to go well, a dollar to save, what, years, possibly? Get more years on your life to spend with family or friends, right? To, I think most people would gladly spend that money, right? Um, right, yeah. I, oh, I, to I totally agree. And that's why, you know, people need to be able to do things that save the money, save the environment, and save society. Because, uh, you know, the one thing about people around the world is they need food, water, shelter, and, and security and, um, and they want what's best for their kids. It's really yeah. not, it's, you know, we're not, we're not different at all. Um, um, it's just that, 
you know, we may uh, approach things differently or we may look differently to others, but ultimately we just want the same thing. And, uh, and right now with climate change, we definitely want the same thing. And whether people believe it or not, it doesn't really matter whether it's human or, or natural causing. We need to either solve it or we don't. So that's what Carbon Plunk does is it allows people to either, you know, give them the simplest system and, and decision to be able to be uh, to, 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 to move from part of being part of the problem to being part of the solution. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if you stand around and debate things and try to continue to get a ton of, you know, knowledge on something uh, before you make a decision, you're, you're part of the problem until you make a decision uh, to either do it or not. And if you don't, that's fine. Um, you know, stay, stay part of the problem. But, you know, for as little as a dollar, you might be able to be part of the solution. And um, it's, a, it's a good risk. Well, that's the thing, right, is even you take... If you're driving a fossil fuel vehicle, what does a tank of gas cost? Like, you know, take whatever you're spending on that tank of gas, put it towards this project, and you at least get way more benefits out of it. Yeah, and then you know, um, um, if if you if you if you simplify it back to the family, uh, do you want to see your? Do you want your kids watching you? whine and complain about everybody else not doing anything. You know, corporations yeah. ruining the world, governments ruining the world. Uh, they're doing absolutely nothing. But, you know, looking at you going, but you haven't done anything either, but yet you're complaining about it. And, you know, yeah. it, it's the definition of a hypocrite. And, and do we really want yep. our kids to look at us and go, no, not only do we not want our kids to look at us um, um, as a hypocrite, but we definitely, you know, don't want them to, um, uh, we, we don't want to steal their hope and their futures and their desires. Um, you know, we don't want to take their spirit away from them. And that's what we're doing if we don't do anything. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, making it, making a decision to be either, you know, part of it or not. And, um, you know, um, it's, it's a free country in a lot of countries around the world. Um, and, and, uh, for those that don't want to jump on, on the bandwagon right now, that's totally cool. You know, um, because I know there's a lot out there around the world that will. And, and this system with Carbon Plunk is, is designed based upon working with governments, working with corporations, working with industries, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of industries, uh, and, 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 and uh, trying to help them um, when they need help to become more sustainable. And yet they can't make the decisions. They know they need to do it. They know they want to do it. <laughs> But they just can't make decisions because yeah. it's not getting up the ladder. And, and um, you know, I tell a lot of them when I first meet them, hey, you know, if you can make a decision here quick, then great. But if it's going to take a lot of time, I don't have a lot of time to, to really waste. And, uh, you know, I'd rather spend it, you know, doing something I like rather than just waiting for them to make a decision. <laughs> and uh, but, but that same person can can take a coffee break or take a lunch break or as soon as they go out of that door and that government or that corporation and they can flip open their phone and make a, make a small contribution and they can be part of change within yep. minutes. Yep. And uh, when they know their corporation or their government's going to take years to decades. And, and we've seen it. This has been going on for decades. And, uh, you know, a lot of governments and corporations are in worse situations than they, than they were. And, um, and COVID is something that is going to be more prevalent in the future as animals start mixing with other animals that they've never mixed with before. You know, other species are mixing um, because they're migrating away from the equators. So, you know, and then there's, there's more coronaviruses, right? So this is, this is just a window of what's, what the future is going to be, um, uh, you know, have in store for us most likely. And it'll most likely be many of these corona. Uh, viruses um, happening at the same time if we don't uh, really deal with uh, climate change. And that's sort of it. We've, we're sort of the ones that created the problem. It's up to us as individuals. We've created the problem by our choices. And so it's up to us as individuals to kind of band together to get the solution going uh, well, to a degree, yeah. Um, ultimately, uh, there's a lot of people that believe climate change is, is, is a natural occurrence and the world's been hot before and uh, that there's nothing we can do about it. Um, so I'm not really saying that we're causing climate change. 
Uh, I'm not saying that we're not. I'm just saying we have to solve it because there's no other species on the planet that can solve it for us. And either we, we, we try to do something for a kid's future yeah. or we don't. And, yeah. um, and not only will we uh, inspire and empower individuals, um, but they will then inspire and empower people around them, including their children. And, um, and um, you know, who wants to raise kids and steal their hopes and dreams and passion because uh, when they have their kids, their, if they have kids, uh, will yeah. basically do the same thing because we, we've patterned them to do it. And, um, you know, if the one thing that we could, you know, give our, our kids could be hope and inspiration um, and empowerment, um, then who wouldn't want to do that? And so that's what carbon plunk is, is it, it's basically, a, you know, it solves the issue because there's really no excuse to, to contribute, you know, as little, a little as a dollar, uh, to change the world and to maybe make their kids happier and have, have better futures. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, it, whether it's a dollar, or it's a lot, you know, a million dollars, it doesn't really matter. It's a mat. What, 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 what really matters is that people make a decision to, to stop being part of the problem and be part of the solution. And, and yeah, it's, it's not asking for a lot of money from everybody. It's asking for a little bit from a lot of people. Um, well, the more, the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a big, for, it's a big, it's a big planet. Right. And there's a yeah. lot to do. And, uh, and if, 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 if it's up to individuals to be able to do it and we don't need to rely on, you know, you know, if we don't have to rely on government corporate money to be able to, to get this done, the problem can be solved very quickly, but it's, yeah. it's continually asking for, for funds from governments and corporations and banks. Um, it has been a lot of the problems in the green movement, right? A lot of people just can't capitalize their, their, um, their, uh, their solutions. And, um, and if you're being disruptive, which we are, and we have been on many fronts, um, you know, it's hard for um, bankers or financiers or even investors for that matter uh, to invest in something that they can't even fathom uh, that it's such, such a dramatic shift, right? Like if, uh, if I would have told people that, yeah, we're going to build um, uh, highways across the continent and all over the world where you can travel for free with zero tailpipe emissions. Um, and we're going to give these things away and not actually have a revenue stream on, on the, uh, on, on, for the charging. How many people are going to invest in that? How many bankers are going to support that? You know, because they're yeah. looking for another job, you know, and, and that's the problem, right? We, uh, you know, um, we just, we just can't do this with the traditional, um, systems because this has never been solved in the history of our species, right? It's never yeah. really happened before in the history of our species. So, and, and we're, we're going to be looking at cur current uh, and conventional systems and financing and whatnot to be able to solve a problem that they haven't been able to solve in, in decades. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult. Otherwise, well, and you so, do have with the crate with the crazy sound of it, you have the experience at least with it. It's not somebody that doesn't have the credibility with we're going to change this and make it work. It's you've already shown that you and your team can do it with the right people, right? Um, yeah. which you guys have lined up, it's now getting us as individuals on board to uh, essentially share the, the experience with everybody else. You, you absolutely nailed it. Um, you know, the, um, um, the essence is, is, is there, right. And, uh, you know, I can understand uh, a spouse going, you donated what, you know, if you put in you know, a million dollars or something or a lot of money. Right. Um, but for a dollar, are they really going to complain? Yeah. Um, you know, especially it's... when they can actually uh, see things happening that have never happened in the history of our planet. Um, yeah. and, and they're part of that and they feel part of that. And hopefully they would contribute more um, as, as things go, but they, you know, they don't need to. Um, but, you know, it's up to us to be able to show that, that we can do this and um and we can you know prove the impossible is possible again and we've already done that many times as you said so um and um 
And so it's just a matter of finding enough people around the world that, that, that they don't even need to believe it's possible at all. They just need to hope that it's possible and they need yeah. to um, uh, pick, pick, a, pick a direction and uh, either, you know, be part of the problem or be part of the solution. And, and, and we're really hoping that they, they, they join us to be part of the solution because uh, if this doesn't become one of the biggest movements in, in the history of our species, then, um, you know, we're simply not going to be able to achieve it. It's one of those all or nothing kind of uh, problems, really. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it truly is. And if I didn't think we couldn't do it, um, you know, I wouldn't waste my time, you know. Um, I haven't really uh, uh, visited with, with too many of my family or, or friends or, uh, you know, all the sports and activities that I absolutely loved in the past. I just haven't, um, you know, they haven't been more important than, I guess, um, part of these initiatives and really trying to uh, prove to people that, that if the impossible is possible once, it might be a fluke. If the impossible is possible lots of times, then is it worth you know, a few bucks uh, to, to, to see if we can, we can solve this as, as people and, and, and uh, save money in the process and have tangible results where we can go and visit these, these locations with our family, um, you know, and it's not, it's not, uh, you know, snake oil or pie in the sky. And, and, yeah. um, you know, it's really about making a difference a little bit. Um, but uh, a lot of little bits add up to a lot. And that's really, what I think our world needs, it needs some unity, it uh, needs some hope, and um, it needs a future. And, uh, and what parent wouldn't want to give that to our kids? You know, like if, if, um, you know, if your, um, if your house is on fire, the first thing you'd think of is your kids to get them out. And yet here the world is, is uh, <laughs> literally on, on fire in a lot of places around the world with the forest yep. fires that are worse than ever before. And, um, uh, but really like with climate change, um, it's becoming a serious problem in a lot of areas. And uh, even most of the, the ones that were denying it um, are starting to realize that, hey, there's, there might be something to this, right? Um, you know, I'm still not going to, you know, believe that we're, we're, we're to blame, <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's totally cool. You know, yeah. uh, we want those people to be part of this too. Um, Just know that there's a problem that needs to be fixed. Yeah, and, and come together uh, like never in, uh, before in history because, um, you know, who, who likes fighting and who likes debating? Um, you know, our kids don't obviously uh, appreciate it. Um, you know, they want to see their parents act and do something. And at the end of the day, if, um, if uh, the kids and the family can come together and see what you know, carbon plunk, plunk uh, has done around the world and feel as though they're part of it um, every single day, um, then, you know, those kids are going to look at their parents with, with a different set of eyes and a different set of, you know, a different um, amount of pride and hope and inspiration. And, and those parents will then uh, set their kids on a direction that will allow them to be hopeful and, and inspired and empowering which will then last generations. And I know like with your team and your experience and everything that you've already shown you can do, I know this is possible and it's, it, it has to be possible really. As you said, we don't have decades, we have years. So I, I do have faith in you and your team as you guys have, done great stuff already um but we're coming up to an hour and i know as you said this isn't a one uh one solution to all so i know we could probably spend days and hours just talking about all the differences little nuances and all that um and i can't wait to see all the little things that you guys do that has such great impacts um but is there Anything that you want to uh, throw out to the people um, to actually like direct them to where they can go to be a part of this carbon plunk experience? Sure. Um, uh, uh, carbonplunk.com, C A R B O N P L U N K.com. Um, the, uh, the idea behind the name was uh, plunk means the same thing in a lot of countries around the world. 
and uh, most people understand what carbon uh, is in most uh, languages around the world. And uh, when you drop a stone into water, uh, it casts ripples, which, uh, which can go for um, vast distances beyond the size of the stone that, ju- that you just dropped into the water and uh, ripple across an entire pond. And that's really what carbon plunk is, is about. And, um, um, you know, uh, from the, the website, you can go to the crowdfund and, um, and, and learn more about this. But ultimately, um, you know, t- pick a number that really doesn't matter to you on a dollar front that's not going to uh, affect your life. And, yeah. um, and, 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 and um, you know, be, become part of it because it's not about just myself or my team. Uh, we, can't solve the, we can't solve climate change. Uh, corporations and governments can't solve it. The only people that can solve it is if, if we come together like never before in the history of our species with an amount of funds that each one of us can, can, can contribute that's not really going to um, negatively impact our life financially, but has the chance of changing the world. And that's it. Which is, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, beautifully put. Um, well, I do thank you so much, Ken, for your time and and I'm sure we'll talk again uh, about this or any of your other great projects that you have on the go. Um, so again, thank you so much for your time. Hey, you're very, uh, very welcome. And thank you for, uh, uh, for having me and allowing me to share, um, uh, share this uh, opportunity with, uh, with you and your, your guests. And um, again, one final uh, thing is it, it only takes, it only takes a couple minutes and uh, yeah. you can change the world and, and that's really what this is about. If, you know, we can't make it any simpler than really what carbon plunk is. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have yourself a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. I want to thank Kent again for his time and the wealth of knowledge that he has um, and all the awesome stuff that he's done uh, with selling all his shares in Tesla just to go to essentially keep Tesla alive by putting the chargers out there, making it worthwhile for people to buy Teslas mainly. And uh, and now, of course, my car, the Hyundai Kona, and all these other great electric vehicles out there. Um, but uh, definitely going to keep up to date with Kent about uh, how the Carbon Plunk is coming along and all these other uh, great projects that Sun Country has going. Uh, the link to the Carbon Plunk uh, website is going to be in the show notes. Uh, in there, you'll also find a link to the EV resources page and the kilowatt page and uh, Two Idiots podcast. Um, and you can, uh, if you want to send me any emails or connect with me, you can email me at truenorthevpodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Facebook at truenorthevpodcast, or you could follow me on Twitter at truenorthevpodcast. And, uh, yeah, or you could just even email, uh, truenorthev at gmail.com, sends you to the same page. And you guys have yourself a great day.